I'm being terribly articulate about well, we this. We can talk but, about yeah, it because yeah. I, I was. I, it made me wonder if you know if there could be another one, but just to, the idea of taking on a sequel, to, particularly to a book that is so I, not just admired, and, mm-hmm. but I think loved, and, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, I think that owes something to um, the movie as well. It certainly does. Um, yeah. But I think the book is the, it's the kind of uh, I remember it's the, it's the book. It's one of the books. I've pressed on people and we've got mm-hmm. another writer on the podcast a guy called Tom Dreary I don't know if you've read yeah. Tom yeah I'd ever read Tom of course Yeah, who writes and I love his books in yeah. a similar way which is that you love the characters the, there's something meandering it's comic mm-hmm. he's a great comic writer the first thing is why, why a sequel and did you have any misgivings about taking it on because it, there are great literary se- you know, series whether it's you know, Dykes um, you know, yeah. Dreary right. but there is something about you can you can take characters that people really cherish, and they'll be spending twenty years going, "Are you ever going to write another one? Are you right, going to write right. another one?" And then you write another one, and they go, "Why did you write?" Another yeah, one? I know. <laughs> what, are you doing? what were you thinking? <laughs> I had enormous misgivings about about this. I mean, I had no intention of writing a sequel. Never wanted to write a sequel. Okay. Never, never felt never felt the slightest impulse. Before right. to, to write to of any write any of your books of any of my right. books of any of my books, and people now that I've done this, are, people are asking me, "Will you do it again?" And my initial response is, "No, God, why would right. I?" Um, so even having done it doesn't doesn't open the door particularly for me to do it for me to okay. do it again. I won't say no because I said no before, and look what happened. But but um, but no, I don't have any I don't have any desire to do it. Um, and I had great misgivings about about doing it until I began it. And once I began it, it just all seemed right. Um, it seemed, which is not to say that I didn't have other misgivings later later on in the book. I, I hit a I hit a point two thirds of the way through this book that I thought I was going to have to put it aside. I just. I couldn't figure out where it was going or why I was even doing it at that point. But, but in the beginning, it felt a little bit to me like you feel when you meet an old friend that you've been out of touch with, a college roommate, somebody you haven't seen in 30 years. Was there a particular years. character that you can relate that to? Oh, Sully. Was it Sully? Sully, okay. Sully, Sully in particular. But also this girl. Um... But there was there was a there was a way in which you you, you kind of think when you know you get the phone call that says hey I'm going to be in town. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> we've we've really done haven't we done just fine without each other for all of these for all, for all of these years. What would what would be the point? Uh, and and then this person shows up. And it's just like you start finishing each other's sentences again, and and you realize the basis of that friendship was 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 a profound intimacy of shared experience. And regardless of how much time you've spent thinking about this person, or regardless of the number of years, suddenly there they are, undeniable, as as fresh and alive as they were. All, all that, all that time ago, and and you just remember that 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 overwhelming sense of affection that somehow you managed to forget, and then you start thinking the opposite thing. You start thinking, how could I have, 
how could I have forgotten all of this? How could I have forgotten, or how could I have forgotten so much of this? How could I have um, dismissed it, or 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 put it in a um, put it in some sort of box of memory labeled unimportant, or 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 any of those things? And something like that happened with with Sully and Rub and and Miss Burl. And when I when I started actually working on the on on the book. I thought, yes, this is. I loved this once. I, I, I still love it. And of course, there were. Then there were all the other. Then there were all the, the other. The tangential things that reasons that I'm writing it now, but that I couldn't have had like five years after writing Nobody's Fool without all of that time, because um, I mean, Sully was based on my own father, mm. um, and having written and having written that that book. Um, I certainly five years later would have had no particular reason to resurrect my father, having a little bit, but would have, that, that had already been done, and his story, uh, Sully's story and my father's story, had, had reached to me a very satisfying conclusion. But, um, and it didn't particularly dawn on me that I'd been missing his company. And so once I started writing this book, Sully, there, there I was <laughs> spending time with laughing at, uh, laughing with my old man and discovering that he just had more to tell me after all these after all these years. So, on the one hand, I'm re- I'm 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 resurrecting a character that I had great affection for and that my readers, from what they tell me, have great affection for. I'm also resurrecting uh, my father with surprising shouldn't have been surprising, but surprising news that he had more to say. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was like. And oh, by the way, here's. <laughs> I meant I meant to tell you this years ago, but and here it comes. So there was all of that, and then there's also Paul Newman, because I don't really own Sully anymore, at least not completely, because once once he played that character, mm-hmm. now he's now kind of. Part owner. So, did you see? Well, I'm interested what happens when there's a film, and particularly films as good as that one. I, I, funny if I found it hard with Carl Roebuck, who I cannot see mm-hmm. except as as Bruce Willis. As Bruce That's, Willis. That, I think it's Bruce Willis's greatest moment. I think it's just that smirk is perfect. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, and it's the. I, I might ask you ask, ask you to read it, but I I remember my wife just laughing and laughing when she was reading it yeah. and it's the where he says do you think I'm a sex addict do you know what a sex addict is yeah. and I just heard yeah so for the the film yeah. for you is part of, was part of the creative process you can't. I can't well I can't get it out of I can't get it out of my head now I mean it's there but Newman particularly the Newman well all I mean I, I agree about, about about Bruce Willis um, and I didn't imagine either of them in in uh, in in either of those roles, and so they both surprised me um, mm. completely. But now that, um, but now that Paul Newman's Sully is in my head, um, I find that without trying to elide them exactly, they have. I'm just of, of their own of their own volition. <clears throat> met in a kind of of middle ground, and there were times. Um, in this book, when I was thinking of Sully in a particular moment, saying a particular thing that I'm thinking that this is my father with more to say to me, and then I would write the line of dialogue, and I'd think, all right, Newman would do it, <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> would do it, 
so this way. So yeah, yeah. I mean, there's I, the, both of them. Both of them now are 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 speaking to me, uh, and both and both of them have a kind of uh, of of input um, uh, in, into uh, into the character now. So so yeah. I mean, suddenly I'm so I'm resurrecting Sully. I'm resurrecting. I'm I'm resurrecting. Um, uh, I'm resurrecting my father. I'm resurrecting Paul Newman, um, who I mean, we did do three movies together, mm. and he loved writers. Um, and um, one of the first phone calls I got after the announcement of the Pulitzer was was from Paul. Really? Yeah. And I, every time a book would come out, uh, of a, a book of mine would come out, I would get a. Um, uh, a call from him, and he always, with especially with younger people, but people, but people that he liked, he would, he would call them hotshot, and he always, <laughs> yeah, he, I would get a call, and he would never say hello, he would never bother with hello or even my name or anything like that. He would just say hotshot. <laughs> what, what do you think he saw in, in Sully? It's such, I'm, I can't hear the word dummy without yeah. the way he said it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what, what do you think appealed to? Well, I want to be, I want to be a little bit careful and circumspect in my, in 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 what I say about that because, that, I don't want it to sound like kind of amateur psychology or anything like that. But I think the, the thing that I think that the thing that Paul was so great at, especially in his in his later roles, whether it was the color of money or the verdict. Or nobody's fool, and then later, I mean, his last, his last great role, I think, was 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 Max in, mm-hmm. in Empire Falls. Mm-hmm. But I think in all of those characters, you see, um, I think he understood about people making mistakes that they would that they would never they they might be able through through really hard work to kind of. Um, I don't want to say redeem themselves, but they might they might be able to make up in some small way for something that's whatever it is that's troubling them, eating them. So the lawyer and in in the verdict and and um, uh, Fast Eddie and in the, the color of mm. money. There's there's something that there's something in them was broken. They've done something. They've made a major mistake. And I think that 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 Paul became a different actor after his son died. So as I say, I don't want to. I don't want to be. Mm. I don't want to be an amateur psychologist about this. But I think it. I think that loss mm. made him understand. Made him understand Sully. Made him understand Max. I think he was basically a hopeful guy. Mm. So I think that's. I think that's. That's. If you, if you look at. It's not just nobody's fool. It's all those. It's all those characters in 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 later life, kind of post Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. You know, that makes sense. Yeah. The, the yeah. How about for you? And one of the things that's fascinating you were saying right at the beginning, the thing that changed was you. Did your relationship with Sully change from uh, nobody's fool to everybody's fool? Partly because I was thinking, well, if if Peter is a kind of proxy, a sort of. Mm-hmm. Academic young guy mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. his way trying to write. Mm-hmm. 
writing now, you'd would you have more in common with with Sully in in some way? Some of the things he's going to. This is my crew, sort of you know, just looking at, at the passing of time. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter's not in the book so much, or not no. until no. right at the end. No, the no, that's right. That yeah. But was it, is there a bit more of the sort of things that that are going through your life at the moment? Um, well, sure, sure. I mean, yeah, the twenty three years that have passed. Um, I under I understand um, I understand. It's not like I've gotten a diagnosis or anything like that, saying that I that I have one years maybe <laughs> one year maybe two as 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 Sully as Sully did, but I'm a grandfather. So as as uh, as Sully is, um, and um, I find myself. Um, Writing a lot these days, not only in this book but in some other stuff that I'm working on, writing about destiny. Um, and at 67, um, finding myself trying to understand what's happened to me. Um, the figure in the carpet that that wasn't clear um, at at all 20 years ago, 30 years ago. I'm beginning. I'm beginning to see the shape of my life, the arc of 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 my life. Um, find myself looking backwards as much as forwards, sometimes a little more. While I'm looking backwards, uh, and it seems to me that, that 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 so many of the things that I'm interested in now, and I'm not becoming nostalgic. I'm just. Mm. I, I'm just. I'm, I have no interest in that at all. Mm. But. A lot of life's mystery. When you're a kid, all of life, so much of life's mystery just seems to you to be in the future. You know what's going to happen? Well, now it's kind of happened. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're asking yourself, well, "How the fuck did that happen?" <laughs> how did because you and you find yourself saying, "Well, if you had, if you had another, if you could try this a dozen more times, would it ever work out yeah. this way? Would it? I just can't. You just." It, it it begins to feel less and less like like a life that 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 had to happen, and more and more like a life that just did one way or one one way or other. And 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 you wouldn't want to say that it happened without rhyme or reason. It's just that you don't know what the rhymes were or the reasons. <laughs> You're sure there is yeah, a certain amount of faith that there that that there must have been, and so you find yourself trying to trying to to to. Mull your way through as as I have so many of these so many of these odd things that that you would find yourself. Do you want to say things like this to to younger people? Do you want to say, for instance, that um, I think that all of the things in my life that have worked out for the very best. The things that I cherish the most about this life are the results of some of the stupidest things I and other people could have conceivably done um, in 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 elsewhere on Hellwig Street, which was published as uh, my memoir. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother, because she was so desperate, she was in her late forties at the time. <laughs> And she was divorced from my father, but she, we were living with my grandparents, and so she couldn't even date. She couldn't even go out. And she was so desperate to have 
for what was left of her life, to have something like a life. And she knew she wasn't going to be able to do it there, in that town, living, living in the upstairs flat over my grandparents. And so she told this incredible, desperate lie um, to my grandparents that she had a job in Phoenix that we were going out for um, and that I would be going to the University of Arizona. She was going to take this job uh, in Phoenix. She told that lie to my grandparents. She told it to her sister uh, and, and, and all of my cousins. She told it to me. Um, I discovered that she didn't have that job only when we got there. Um, and and um, she sold everything. She sold all of her furniture um, and bought a $600 used car with ball tires, um, underpowered, and we attached a U-Haul to that, and I had only had my driver's license for like three months. So we were... 1617 no I, I would have graduated I would have graduated from 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 high school okay. I was just turning 18 but there'd never been a car in the family so I had never driven until until we bought this beer um, that was the other thing she didn't tell me was that when we got there the car was going to be hers uh, <laughs> so we took off across country on this incredible fool's errand um, that she was going to find a life for herself, a romantic life, among other things, deep in her 40s, early 50s, during those years. Um, and we were going to make this in a death trap car. We were going to make this, this forward-looking journey in a death trap car with a kid driving who's only had his license for three months and my mother, who could not spell me because she had never driven at that age, she had never driven a car, and we were going to go across country to do this for this new life. And, you know, and I had bought onto all of this, going to Arizona, uh, you know, uh, applying to the University of Arizona, um, all of this, and I bought in completely to, for her sake, for the new life that she wanted so badly, and I would, and I would go there. Um, and, 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 it, and it worked out for me too the University of Arizona was going to work out for me too it was cheap compared to New York State universities so we did this monumentally foolish thing out of which I met my wife got my daughters learned to be a writer Every single, <laughs> everything, in my, everything in my life has worked out. Not, I mean, I can't think of a single decision in my life that was anywhere near as important as that or that um, had such incredible consequences, breathtaking consequences. I cannot, I cannot imagine my life had, I not, had, my, <laughs> had my mother and I not done this incredibly foolish thing. How about for your mom? Oh, alas, not, 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 I mean, it, for her, for her, um, she was back in Gloversville, she got married out there, she was, and, and in short order, she was back in Gloversville, uh, from which I then later in later life rescued her, um, a number of times, but, so for, no, so for her, I mean, she put all the chips in, um, and right in the center of the table, and we did, and we did this thing, and for her it didn't work out, and for me it did, and and in a way that's a kind of that's also another speaking of speaking of destiny, that's kind of the short version of everything that's happened in our lives. Right. Yeah, because she was 
none of it worked out for her then or anything after that. And everything has worked out, has worked out um, uh, for me, both personally and professionally, uh, as a result of that. And so, so in later in life, of course, that was her. That was that was the only way she could look at her life um, uh, with a, with a sense of accomplishment. Right? It was she, she was living, she was living vicariously, and had lived largely vicariously in and through an awful lot of her life. Mm-hmm. 